Welcome to Are You Down Presents. I am Mike, and I'm joined by my fucking boy, Connor. How's it going, Connor? Hey, fucking boy. That's my new You're title my for the pod. Guy. Yeah, man. Um, you know, you know how I love you. When we and, get in, uh, when we get offices for this podcast, when we're famous, I want my nameplate to say "fucking boy." Fucking boy, Connor. I love that, Connor. Fucking boy, Connor. Where can people find us? You know where they can find us, Mike. They can find us on our Instagram, both Are You Down Presents and Are You Down Podcast. We've been kind of not posting a lot just because we're, I don't know, a lot of other stuff going on. But Well, I got deathly ill. Yeah, so, Mike uh, was dying, and I've just been busy with work. But we post there. We'll post on our Facebook, Are You Down Podcast. We have our website, areyoundpodcast.com. Mike's been putting up a lot of pieces. Go read those. They're awesome reads. Um, really insightful. Very much like our podcasts. Of course, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a like, subscribe, and then download that stuff. You can undownload it later, it's fine. And then leave us a review, but that's all I got, Mike. But we got what we got next. We got some music. Connor, how's it going, man? I'm feeling good today. It's a nice Sunday afternoon. Um, had a pretty low key weekend, which is definitely needed. Um, but how about you, Mike? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling very podcast motivated. I I want to have a lot of presents conversations because uh, I want to have some caring conversations with you today. We're gonna talk about anxiety. This one is something I hold very near and dear to my heart. But I've been avoiding for a long time. Well, I'm happy to be a part of this uh, unveiling, if you, to say the least. And and my reason is because this is something that's kind of like plagued me for my entire life. Also, has driven me to some of my best moments in life. Um, and it's also something I really understand that people experience completely different. Does that make sense, Connor? Yes. I apologize. I just yawned. And it was not you because yawned. you were boring me. Are you me. very bored? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So it's like I, I, I'm i pretty open about how I, I feel like I suffer from anxiety uh, pretty commonly. But I also don't like to put it under that umbrella term, I suffer from anxiety, because I think I, I suffer from my own anxiety. And I think you have your own anxiety. And I think other people do. And some people have like serious anxiety that they need to go on medication for and all these things. So I've been avoiding it because I didn't know how to talk to it on a, talk about it on a podcast. Well, let's do it. I've honestly, I know I've probably had experienced anxiety before, but I don't know. It's hard for me to like kind of articulate how and when I've felt it. So this is going to be interesting because I want to have the conversation with you and then kind of relate it back as best I can to like my own experiences to see what I kind of went through if I did go through anything. Yeah, and I think this podcast is super important for you to just ask questions if you, if you have any questions and stuff like that. Sometimes we're both known to go on just long rants all the time about our lives. Yeah, and then we, we then we end the podcast where like, we forgot to have a conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, wait, your turn, Mike. You talk about your stressful anxiety experience, and then I'll talk about something, and then you talk about something. Yeah, and then at the end we'll be like, "What did you talk about?" <laughs> Sorry, I blacked out. What happened? Yeah. Um, let me let me just start off right away with like kind of the most literal example. W- my anxiety 
has been the most clear uh, f- through like physical examples. Okay. So when I was uh, like going through a hardship in college, I um, I was like I was like in a relationship and like things were going bad and I was trying to save the relationship, and my anxiety was shown through literally like rashes, and then I would get nausea. And I literally got to the point where I was throwing up every time I would go to Boston to try to, like, save the relationship or whatever. Um, and I, I was literally throwing up. So my anxiety was all about that buildup. It wasn't about the stuff actually happening. It was about my mind going fucking crazy over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, and what – was it just, like, you were – looking at all these different examples and like overthinking stuff or was just like that stress of that moment and those feelings kind of all compounding at one time. It was definitely the overthinking. Um, when I tried to describe to you like how I think we've had this conversation before and it's like, I've heard the stat that you can think about three things kind of at the same time. Like that's what most people can do. Um, but I'm basically just always thinking three things and then there's a new three things and then it's a new three things and it's always, always kind of going. So my, my, my problems would go in a cycle and then I would just rethink that problem, rethink that problem, rethink that problem. And then it got so, it it was so much that I wasn't even worrying about the problem anymore. It was about this false creation i made in my head. And that I just can't let go. All right. That I can relate to because I've definitely done that so many times. It's weird because I don't know if I've ever felt that in a situation where, like, I physically have felt anything. Actually, no, it's a lot because I definitely, like, if I'm feeling tense in a situation and I need to, like, lash out, like, I feel like my body gets hot and red and, like, super tight. I need to just, like, go breathe for a second. Do but, you get nervous shits? Uh, I I do like for sporting events. Like whenever I had to like about to go play a game, I think mostly it was just because um, I didn't want to feel. I wanted to feel light, so I wanted like my body to be clear of like any like toxins or like any waste and be like just ready to go. So that's really the only time I've had like nervous shits. Yeah, that's like a that was a very common one for me where it's like something would be happening and then I would have to go to the bathroom because I'd have a nervous shit. Like, oh, and I think that's, oh no. I think that's a, I think that's a very relatable, uh, like feel like feeling of anxiety. I think a lot of people have that. Like you were saying, you had a sports event and I had it before my sight singing exams, exams in college. So going back to like, was that probably like your worst anxiety? Like not attack, but like moment, if you think about it, that one, like, when you're trying to save that relationship? That was the worst manifestation of it okay. physically. I, As a kid, I used to have... I wasn't... I did not commonly get anxiety attacks. I would worry. Uh, when I was going... Um, when I was going through first penance. So when you get... When you get your first communion as a as a Catholic boy. Or as a Catholic kid. You get your, fir- you get your first communion. And then like you're castrated. Thing. And then you have to do your first penance. And that's the first time you go talk to a priest. Yeah, and that's when you're castrated. That's when they cut off your balls. Um, You go talk to a priest, and then you talk about all your sins. So for two years after that, I told my mom every bad thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And I told, like, I would tell her about me getting in a fight in first grade, even though it was fourth grade. 
and that was, I didn't realize that until much later that that stemmed from my anxiety. I was afraid of having these bad things inside of me. So I had to get them out. And that's what I do. I fucking talk. I say everything. I tell people all my problems because I'm like, they can see it without me knowing. And then I'm not in control of it anymore. And that scares the shit out of me. If, if I tell people my problems, if I have a podcast and I fucking tell them, then it's like, I'm controlling the situation now. Okay. Mm. Let me ask you this. Do you think that that like relationship with religion and God helped fuel anxiety or make it better or worse? Oh, <laughs> much worse. <laughs> That's why I'm not a religious person anymore. I think uh, I think Catholicism is, again, my personal experience, Catholicism has been fear-mongering and Catholic guilt. I live this life, and guilt is a very prominent thing in my life. But here's my problem. Here's, like, the big question I have for you mm-hmm. to answer for me. Is my anxiety good for me or bad for me? Ooh. Because. That's. Like, so, so say, because I think anxiety manifests itself in many different ways. One of them I had in the experience was with guilt. So my anxiety was in the guilt. And I think it's really bad. Obviously, me throwing up because I'm nervous about something is not good. Me going fucking crazy thinking I'm a monster in my head is not good. But me being a nicer person to others because I don't want to wrong them definitely stems stems from guilt. Yeah, but is that something you want over your life like forever? Like yeah, we're supposed to treat other people like we're supposed we should we should be treating people with respect and dignity and like overall just being as positive as we can. But at the same time, it's like, do you want that to rule your life? Like in everyday interactions, like worrying about like those first impressions and shit like that, like that would drive me insane. And it does drive me insane, you know? Well, Connor, do you do good things because you do good things or because it just happens? Or do you do good things because it makes you feel good about yourself? The latter. And that's because like you're, is life selfless or selfish? Well, I think that life is what's handed to you and you learn these values from the people that you care about the most. And at the end of the day, it's really like you do certain things because you want their validation. So it is self. It's selfish because you're looking for affirmation from others, your peers, the people you care about. So you do these cool things, not because... I mean, I, I have an example. So... Uh, a couple of weeks back, um, there was this like high school kid that lived about half an hour away from where he was at one of the Ys I work at, and we were getting out of a training, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and there's no one there. And this kid's like, yeah, I'm trying to get home. So I bought him an Uber for $30. And like I didn't tell a lot of people, but then like when anybody would mention, like, did you see that kid last night? And I'm like, yeah, I bought him an Uber so he could go home. Like, that's me sharing that shit so people see me as being <laughs> a good person. I could have yeah, not said anything. But that's also a really good thing to do still. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like I look at it, I'm like, I just cheapen that by sharing it for, like, my own gain, you know? Yeah, but so that's, I guess that's where I'm stuck. Is that bad? Oh, man. I'm going to say that I think it kind of is. 
Um, I think, I don't know, it's weird because I look at people that, like, post all these things they do for, like, different charities or, like, share different, like, articles. And this is very much, like, the social media kind of talk about, like, stuff like that. And it's like, are you doing this? You don't know the intentions behind it, right? And that right. may be stemming from my own, like, over worry, overthink about that person. Like, why should I care if your intentions are to get likes and admiration from people or if you're passionate about this thing that you're doing, you know? Like, why should that matter? And it shouldn't. So I think that's more of a reflection on maybe us as people that we worry too much about people's intentions instead of just looking at, like, the whole act, you know? Like, we have to look for, like, this ulterior motive within it and i think that's because we always want people to be bad to then list ourselves up over them i think life is all about the balance of good and bad so i don't know i i have trouble with that you're saying okay they're doing these posts and it's like what's the fucking point i agree with that but in this end you could be making shitty posts for shitty things as well so and i think we're filled with shit i think you and i try really hard to be good people and i honestly connor i'm gonna tell you right now i think you're a great person i think you have a beautiful heart i tell everybody i know that i really i cherish the way you you try to treat people it might not come across the best all the time but you have such good intentions and a good heart and and i love that about you i need a t-shirt that says that but you also are filled with shit yes 100 percent. and i'm the first to admit that though Right. So is it, it's in like we say, it's good to admit that you're flawed, but then we're like, then we look at those flaws and we're like, fuck those flaws. And that isn't that a weird double sided coin where it's like, it's so weird. You're like, embrace who you are, even like the worst parts. But then you're like, I need to get rid of this shit, even though it's a yeah. part of me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's super interesting. Like the, a very common, like, like, therapy perspective is like it, you're you don't need to be fixed you are who you are at the same time uh, i don't i don't agree with that though i know i do agree with that. i think that's beautiful i think it's like you're a flawed human being we're not a car you can't find the right part you got to learn how to work with the parts you have well, yes and that well think, that's the point that's the point that i was going to say it's like yeah i might have like i am uncommittal and selfish when it comes to relationships sometimes and I don't have like I can't just like swap out something to change that. I have to work on that consistently. Like life is a constant practice and mm. you're constantly and then when you go out into the public like that's your show, that's your game and you have to be ready. And like I was talking to someone about we have there's someone that I work alongside and like we question their intentions sometimes and that's because they're not being their genuine self and we won't know who their genuine self is because people are constantly telling them how they should be and it's like that's not cool one but at the same time it's like you can't just do a quick fix and fix everything about like that relationship you know that takes time it takes effort and you got to see it you know over time you can't just do a quick fix so i agree with yeah. that point and then you need to con- like you don't you can you don't you have your flaws but you need to consistently try to work on them so that they aren't as prevalent when it matters most, if that makes yeah. sense. And the, the concept of intentions in general is such a – it's a double-edged sword. 
in the same way where it's like intentions are great. Like you really want good intentions. You could do like a, like a, like a common thing is like, say, say we can be like misogynist with our, our, what something we say. And then it's like, but that, those weren't the intentions. And it's like, in that case, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the intentions are. If they still offended people, then it's still, it's still hurting someone and it's still flawed. So then is it and a matter of you can not, look, is it picking and choose when you care about things then? Well, no, no, I'm saying, so you can look at those and you'd be like, okay, but he has good intentions. He didn't mean that. It's about how you recover from that. If you make that same mistake again, if you make that same dumb fucking joke that went poorly, then you're not learning anything. So m- my point with like me saying it's like, I don't need to be fixed. I, I'm a flawed human being. As I say that, the anxiety is part of who I am. I think I'm I'm a neurotic person at times, and I think that's great because I think it makes me overcaring at times, and it makes me worry that I'm a narcissist. But it, it also grounds me. I think I like you being your biggest fan, and also you being your biggest enemy is is super important because then it gives you balance and it creates a human. But at my lowest moments. Can I fucking say I like my anxiety? No. I'm like, I want to get fixed. I want this to fucking disappear. And that's where I have trouble with myself. Where it's like, yeah, right now when I'm talking to you, Connor, when I'm having a very insightful conversation, I'm like, I accept myself for who I am. But when I'm alone in my bed and I can't fucking sleep. And the 27 thoughts are coming to rush in. Because I'm, I'm so pissed at myself for something that didn't matter today. That's when I get mad at myself. That's when I have this self-deprecation. And I feel that. I've actually, like, this year's very been very stressful, and I've been thinking about a lot of different things. And there's these moments where I, like, kind of manufacture adversity in my head because, like, that's how I'm feeling about a certain thing. So what I need to do is, like, I always, like, if I'm about to go to work or, like, about to go do something, it's like I just sit in my car and just, like, breathe. And just, like, let it go. Like, I used to always, I would play pickup basketball, Mike, like, by myself. And I'd, like, miss a shot or, like, someone would say something to me, like, you're a little bitch, and then walk away. And I'd be like, motherfucker, I want to kill you. Yeah. And then I think (laughs) about that. I'm like, why didn't I say something back? Like, why did I stand up for myself? I'm like, why do I care? (laughs) Yeah. And you're thinking about it hours later. So then I just, like, let, I just, I've been trying to work on, like, letting that stuff go and just focus on, like, what else, other stuff that are going on. Like, if I'm going to work and I'm, like, stressed about, like, I didn't do this, that, and the other thing, and it's, like, going to look bad on me, I'm, like, whatever. Like, I owned it, and then I'll go interact with, like, the kids and just, like, make them laugh and, like, be that positive role model I know I am. And it helps me feel better in that moment. Yeah, I think the the big question is, like, Connor, I know you accept yourself for who you are, right? Yep. Do you accept yourself for who you are at your lowest moment? I learned about say, I learned about who that person is. Like Or do recently. you say do you say this is not me? Ooh. I say I mean, I'm gonna put it simply, this is me at my lowest point. Like I know who I am at my highest. And at my lowest was this overcompensating person. And it wasn't me because that's not who I am. At my lowest I was almost like this animated like doubly character of what I was at like my highest point. And it was more like trying to reach for that and put that mask on and it didn't work. And it was more self-deprecating than anything where like, if you're more even keel and kind of right above like the surface, just kind of hanging out, like that's who I really am. 
I'm not like this over the top, like dancing on a fucking cruise, drunk all the time person, because I think that was masking my own insecurities and my own thoughts and sadness about my current situation. What was that? What was that masking? It was masking that 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 I wasn't happy in that moment. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was not in a situation that I was proud of. I was ashamed of my body the way it looked. It was a lot of things. So I try to mask that by being like this, like uber irrationally confident person, which was the opposite of what I was when I was like at my peak, I guess. I'm not going to say peak, but like at my best, which was a cocky person, but still me, still emotional, still caring. And And did, did being that overzealous, uh, Footloose dancing guy help you through that moment? I don't know. I don't think so. No? No, because I didn't... I realized after the fact that I needed to get away from that and be more... It's it's funny because I was thinking about this that I had to be almost like how I was as a kid again. Be more, be more reserved like, kind of pick and choose when I'd, like, make a comment for, like, a joke's purpose or, like, kind of step back and be shy again, you know, and not have to try to insert myself in everything, like, because it was almost a way to reflect on myself. And be like, this is who I can be. This is who I am. But I can still be, like, that confident person that I built myself to be. But I have to remember, like, I was at my best when I was more introspective and, like, reserved and could be smart about things and think about things better instead of just, like, doing it in the moment to, like, mask whatever feelings I had. So, I mean, at the beginning of the pod, you talked about how you you don't really know how you experience anxiety. Mm -hmm. But you kind of just describe... Like, to me, it sounded like you have a lot of social anxiety. I've always had... Oh, yeah, I mean... I've so always had go. social anxiety. Yes, yeah, see, see, that's just kind of my point, though. It's like anxiety manifests itself in a lot of different ways, and yeah, that's 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 super interesting to me because I'm not, I'm not, I've never been shy, and I know that about myself. But the acceptance to be shy, how do you do that? How do you how do you go back to that state when you're like, I was so genuine back then. Yeah, um, it's. It's a lot of just like accept. Again, it's just accepting who you are in that moment and as that person. Like I remember, it's funny because like some of my like more embarrassing moments that I'd overthink, which like anytime I'd like maybe talk to a group of people that I was trying to impress or like a girl, and like my mind because of the anxiety of being in a social setting would just like race. So I just like word vomit everywhere because I was trying to make a cool line, but I couldn't because I'd mumble and say the wrong like right. stupid shit. Um, yeah. It's like, I just got to own it and be like, whatever. And I think. But I don't think that's your mentality at all. You always talk about that. You always say you try to do like this fuck it, whatever mentality, but that's not who you are. No, but I'm trying to like let go of more things than not because that'll help me in the long run because I'm an overthinker as well. And I mean, yeah, there's some things I just say fuck it, but. I'm trying to more not say fuck it and more is just like keep those things like in the back of my mind as like growing steps 
you know, things to keep moving forward with. Yeah. And I, I can really relate to the social anxieties because I do have social anxieties as well. And it's also, I sound like an asshole when I'm like an extroverted person talking about how I have social anxieties. <laughs> but uh, there was like a perfect example recently where it's, I was home, I was about to go to bed, but then my roommate Joey and his girlfriend came home and his girlfriend had a friend, uh, Christine, over. And and we talked for like a half an hour and it was really nice. Then the next day, Libby comes, comes back and she's like, Christine says something hilarious about you. She's like, she, she got me to a tea. She's like, Mike talks a lot and he looks around the room to make sure that everybody likes what he's saying. <laughs> and then she's like, but he did a good job. <laughs> and I was like, that was like, that's exactly me. That's funny. I never thought about that. Like in terms of you, I don't think oh, I yeah. noticed it. I'm just trying to please the crowd. And I, I, I I I don't change my opinions or anything like that. I just change what I'm willing to have the conversation about at that time. So it's like if they're not going to agree with that opinion, I'll find something else that we can all relate to. <laughs> and but here's my thing: I don't think that's bad. I don't think that defense mechanism is bad for me, even though it is it is me coping with my social anxieties, me putting on this performance when I'm when I'm outside and it's like, I got this big personality. I'm ready to go at these times. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Sometimes it can bite me in the ass. What would turn it to be bad? If I go too far and I've gone a lot better. I mean, that was just with age. I mean, I would do anything for, for a laugh and I don't think I do that anymore. I think I including pantsing one of your friends while they're playing guitar hero. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you, we were, Last year, you jimmy tapped me in the, in a group. Payback's a bitch, isn't it? Yeah, it's for the guitar. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's a perfect example. It's like I got the laugh, and but that really hurt you, and I'm not okay with doing that anymore. Um, I I I I'm constantly fighting with being genuine. I always catch myself. I have to I have to take a step back every once in a while and be like, Am I being nice to people? And the answer is usually not enough at that point. Well, I think it's the the easiest thing in terms of like connecting with people is using people as the butt of a joke, and that's well and good, but if you're doing that too much, that's where I draw the line, and that's what I've been trying to work on, because I used to do that a lot with like new people I'd meet, is try to like either make fun of myself or like make fun of other people, and that's such a bad way to go about stuff when you're feeling insecure or feeling that social anxiety. And so, yeah, genuineness, like, definitely something I'm striving for as well. Yeah. Uh, a good example is, Connor, you come up and visit me a lot, and I live with Joey and Dave. If you are making fun of me, we have so much history. It's fine. If you make fun of Dave, who you've known for a bit, and it's taken you guys a while to come close, it's not going to be the same. It's... You're not going to be able to say the same shit that you could say to me. No. Exactly. It's, and, and that's and fine. It's, it's actually funny because my social, like, my, like, I was up a couple weekends ago and Joey had all his friends up and I didn't know any of them. And I'm like, it was funny because even at 25, that, like, I'm like, all right, shit, I got to direct everything I say at Mike so he give me my soundboard so he can, like, validate <laughs> what I say. 
You're like, am I doing well? Am I doing well? Like, I got to, like, throw something out there, and then I immediately, like, look at Mike. It's like, I'm only having a conversation with you, but there's an audience here, so. Right. And you're like, but uh, don't worry, I know Mike's looking at everybody constantly. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> it, 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 we, we're a team. Yeah. Um, so, my, my wrapping up, I, I really, I think anxiety is a part of who I am. Um, and I, and I've come to accept that I don't love every part of, uh, part of it, but it's made me who I am and I need, I need to be happy with that fact. Cause I do, I, I can deep down say, I, I like who I am as a person. I think that's a huge thing right there, dude. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's just continuing to understand a lot of this stuff and be able to yeah. like verbalize Connor, it. Is your, is your, is your phone near your microphone wire? Did you put it on your interface? I did really quick. Yeah, never do that. <laughs> I just heard the feedback. And I was like, that's going to come out in the audio. Shit. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? My bad, my bad. No, I no, just, no, no. It's it, <laughs> I just got to work on verbalizing it more and just like, I don't know, put a little bit more effort into understanding a lot of things I do and how to either improve upon them or accept them as they are. Cool. Um, well, Connor... We talked for half an hour. I don't know if I said anything I wanted to say about anxiety, but I, I really like this conversation, so I think we're going to keep it and we're going to release it. I like it. Yeah. Dude, I I mean, these presents are always, like, we don't know where they're going to go, but we do them so that other people can tune in and have their thoughts on the matter, and hopefully this helps you guys think about other stuff, too, when it comes to anxiety and stress and all the other stuff that impacts us on a day-to-day. We also used our serious voices for a long time in this one, which yeah, is uh, something I find funny. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. The next presents that uh, will probably come after this one. Probably it's a bit more, go- more goofy faces. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. We'll do a fun one next. All right, Connor, I love you. Everybody listening, I love you. Have these conversations with the people you love. Yes, have talk to people. Talk to people you love. I love talking to, to you talk guys. To Mike, I love talking to you, and I love you. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Peace.